Hey, you. Yes, you. Listen, before the podcast takes place, I want you to know from whatever how you're listening to this, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, or some radioactive frequency wave you just have in your stoner brain of yours because you just smoked too much of that good kush or whatever the fuck you like to trip on and just can't realize you clicked on the podcast category for some dope-ass audio. Or wherever you may on right now, whether it be you're driving down the interstate or some fucked up traffic that you don't want to be in, walking around the block with your purse-sized dog in one hand and gimmick Starbucks cup in the other, Walking out your place because you can't stand your annoying bitch-ass girlfriend-slash-boyfriend right now because you're not doing something she-slash-she told you for the hundredth time today, but you keep going back and you know the flame is still there. Oh, hey, you maybe just be taking a shit or saving your country at war right now because you goddamn right we support our troops. So whether this is your first time listening or a long-time staff fanatic, we here on Topics on the Pod are here to say welcome. So sit back, relax, Roll another one, or whatever the fuck you like to take the edge off, and enjoy the show, you fucking bitches. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is DJ Stash, aka Jesse, aka the host on the motherfucking podcast. In this is episode 50 on Topics on the Pod, each and we we bring the most dopest audio on the planet. That is right, guys. We have hit a milestone on Topics on the Pod. We have got half of a century of episodes. 50, 50 episodes, guys. Oh, and it's such a milestone. That's my main goal, guys. I want to get to 100 episodes. We got 50, guys. Oh, it's almost been a year, man. This is ridiculous. Let me do a strike right here. My seltzer. Doing like a true, uh, true college uh, brat, frat boy right now. Drinking a, a seltzer. That's like the big thing right now. Guys, seltzers are coming back. So they're bringing back. It's all about the white claw now. Like different games coming in the mix. Like uh, I heard Four Loco was supposed to, but I heard other people it's just like a, a meme. Like Four Loco not really doing seltzer, but I've heard it isn't it. So uh, somebody's gotta let me know. But I know PBR and Natural Light for sure is done on seltzer because I'm drinking a Natural Light seltzer right now, the uh, cherry lime version. Because I already drank all my uh, peach mango ones. I did a YouTube review on it. Uh, I haven't posted out yet, but just a little uh, spoiler for y'all, for y'all uh, stats for next listening on the podcast. It's pretty delicious. And it's more alcohol percentage than the the, the regular Natural Lights. Like they have like the Natural Lights, they have the uh, the Nanny Lights or not. Um, what they call the Natter Days. It's whatever the strawberry lemonade version they have, and then the natural ice, which is like 5.9%. But this is straight up 6%, so I'm digging it. It has a lot more calories, but it's, it's pretty delicious. I mean, uh, as by the color of it, it's, when you do the cherry lime, it's a little more red in it, but the ma- mango peach one, there's not really much color on it. So I guess it's been doing a lot of things. It's been on my YouTube. Uh, not much been going on this week. This uh, work work wise, but I mean, I did this past uh, Saturday. I went to Batfest Austin, which is like uh, pretty much a yearly thing. This is about, it was like the 15th anniversary of Batfest. We're basically uh, under if you're in the Austin area, you go to, like the uh, Congress Bridge, and there's like it's pretty much the world's largest colony of bats that go under the bridge and they uh, pretty much fly off. But we'll get into that. <clears throat> also, I didn't, I forgot about my like, um, Sunday, like the NTV Music Awards was also on. Because I try to watch that every year as well. That's 
because I don't have TV. I just have uh, regular internet. I have I have internet, and I have Netflix and Hulu, but that's about it. But as a regular cable TV, I don't have it, so it's kind of hard for me to actually watch uh, NTV, the music video awards. Like that's only like yearly awards. I try to watch every year. And I, I totally slipped my mind. I, I always I I think I just went on YouTube. And I was like. I was just watching on YouTube, and I just saw the form, and was like, oh, shit, like, that already passed, it was this past Sunday. So, for some reason, I always think that was, like, in September, but apparently it was, like, uh, yesterday. So, we'll talk about a little bit of that. Uh, as y'all, long-time stats fanatics, you know, we can get to some Google News and talk about some topics on the pod, and if you're uh, new to the podcast, welcome. If it's the first time listening to the podcast, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast, give them five-star reviews, helps us greatly, either you're listening on... Uh, Google Play or iTunes really helps us out. But welcome to the Top of the Pod, guys. Yeah, we're just getting into it. Cheers, everybody, for 50 episodes of Top of the Pod. Here's another 50. Alright. Got my Google News set up. I need to uh, put all the... We're talking about NTV, too, because I I'll, I'll, I'll watched the uh, YouTube clip of all the uh, VMA winners, so we'll talk about that as well. For y'all, I didn't want because I, I tried to I tried to find all the ways online to watch it, man. I couldn't find it. I just, I just, uh, I just watched a few performances. I watched Taylor Swift's performance. I watched uh, Shawn Mendes uh, duet with the uh, Cena Rita uh, video or music video, whatever the <laughs> the uh, performance. Yeah, and uh, Molly Cyrus's, well, that was pretty darn too because she did in like black and white. But you know, we'll get into that. Type this up. VMA. Okay, here we go. Alright. Alright, I got these two main three things I want to get into. Uh, I'll probably get to that. First thing, you know, it wouldn't be, uh, you know, a top on the pod, Google Play, we're talking about something that's like game related. So, this first thing I look into. Uh, there's another news about GTA. It says GTA 6 release update is bad news for PS4 and Xbox One Grand Theft Auto fans. This is from Express. It's from uh, two days ago. Let's take a look at this. Okay, it says an exciting new GTA 6 release reveal is great news for GTA fans. Finally, open for business. Premium break. It's playing the, dim- the diamond update for some reason. Looking at. Uh, it says the article. Uh, this is an exciting new reveal this week, which can be uh, connected to the eventual, eventual GTA release uh, points to the next GTA uh, game not appearing on PS4 and Xbox One. It says there's been a wave of rumors in 2019 that suggest GTA 6 will launch exclusively on next-gen hardware. Uh, this would mean the next Grand Theft Auto game being developed for the likes of PS5, Xbox, Scarlet PC, and Google. Stadia, which if you don't know, like Google is coming up with their own pretty much console themselves. Which that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, so it's about while well, Rockstar Games makes no official announcement on the subject, it is impossible to rule out a release on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, if you want to read the rest of this article, like, yeah, when GTA 5 first came out for the uh, PS3. And that's my 360, because I originally handled the 360, and then, you know, they moved over to the next gen, so. Depends when they release the game. I don't see it how it wouldn't be on the, on the old consoles right now. But it says, but while Rockstar Games most, uh, oh, I already said that part. 
It says, there's plenty of good reasons for parent company Take-Two Interactive to do this, especially when you consider the massive console install base. But many industrial analysts believe that in the next another you know, game will launch in a few years and therefore won't be held back by current-gen specs. So in a recent interview with Take-Two CEO Stratus Zelnick suggests that some of their future gaming projects are going to look impressive. So speaking on CNBC, Zelnick revealed that some of their games will be able to harness next-gen hardware in exciting ways. So there is no mention of GTA 6, but it's certainly a game that will benefit from impressive new graphics and gameplay. We have a new console generation coming, and that's going to allow us to do some things that we haven't been able to do before creatively, and that's exciting, said Zillig. But, as I've said before, we are going to reach a point where you won't be able to tell the difference between what's created in the computer and what's real. Borderlands was highlighted as an example of a game that will remain animated and would not be a title that would go for photorealism. And this makes sense considering the history of the franchise and the dedicated fanbase it has built over the years. Stratus added that certain games would benefit from things like ray tracing and making things look more live action. An example given was basketball and likely the NBA 2K series was just proven such a popular game for Take 2. But it would also make sense that the company's leading franchise, Grand Theft Auto, would be first in live and for cutting edge upgrades. GTA 6 will include a new and improved GTA Online mode, which will no doubt be as popular as the first. So with the longevity in mind, uh, Take-Two will want to keep their flagship games looking the best they can. Selenik recently hinted at a range of new announcements being made by Take-Two companies in the future. These were very vague but built a picture of big games being worked on that would prove very popular with their fan base. He told a recent earnings meeting, We aim to build on the strong start by delivering a robust array of titles throughout the year including Ancestor Assistors, the, uh, the Humankind Odyssey, NBA 2K20, Borderlands 3, WWE 2K20, and the Outer Worlds, as well as new and innovative ways for consumers to remain engaged with their favorite entertainment experiences. Uh, looking ahead, Take-Two has the strongest development pipeline in its history, including sequels from our biggest franchise, as well as exciting new IP where exceedingly well-positioned to capitalize on the positive trends in our industry and to generate significant growth and margin expansions over the long term. But until Rockstar Games officially announced their plans for GTA 6, we won't know for sure about their plans for PlayStation or X and Xbox platforms. So yeah, no really new news for that. So Alright. There's another gaming news. It says Elite PlayStation 5 design looks out of this world and renders. So let's see if this is true or not. There's a video, so. Let's see if we play the video. It looks like an ad. It says wearable air conditioner. What is that? Wearable air conditioner? What? So hot it's getting. <laughs> okay, well, I thought it was gonna be an ad and then talk about the place to fly, but I guess not. Oh, wait, here it goes. Maybe. Let's see. There we go. Let's see if it talks. 
Okay, I'll just talk about it. <laughs> I'll just read the article. Uh, it says, The design of the place is applied poorly, leaked through uh, pen and drawings featuring a uh, much different look compared to the console's predecessors. The pen is spotted by Dutch blog Let's Go Digital was submitted in Brazil in May and published on August 13th at the World Intellectual Property Office. Where it falls under the category of electronic devices, it appears that Sony's technical director, Yoshiro Otoro, we got that right, is the main is a man behind the concept. It says, Let's Go Digital later created uh, renders for the drawing found in the patents, potentially showing the first look of the PlayStation 5. And that's a picture of this. If this looks, if this is actually the PS5, if you want to look for it yourself, it's on digitaltrends.com slash gaming slash PlayStation 5 design renders. Like, it looks pretty fucking futuristic. It's, a, yeah, definitely look, better, look different design. I mean, uh, I mean, if y'all been following the podcast, there's, like, there's been so many different articles about PlayStation 5. It's kind of hard to tell right now what it's actually going to look like and look like or not right now. But if it looks like this, like, that's going to look different. Hmm. It says, there's little doubt that the renders potential PlayStation 5 design due to this, the classification of the patent, which is also where the PlayStation 4 is categorized. However, without official confirmation from Sony, the leak looked too good to be true. That's all I thought. <laughs> it says, Matthew Stott, a game developer since 1992 and currently working as a senior artist and co-masters, then confirmed that the leak design was indeed for the PlayStation 5, but not yet for the console that would be shipped to consumers. In a tweet, Stott said the device was the PlayStation 5 development kit, uh, though there's a chance that it ends up as the final design for the console. Okay. Uh, the post gained traction online, but Stowe's tweet has since been blocked from public view. It is unclear what happened, but it's uh, plausible that Sony reached out to him to take down the post. If Stott is indeed telling the truth, the PlayStation 5 development kit looks very different compared to the PlayStation 4. The cutout at the at the top stands out. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. It's like the, the top of it looks like a... I don't know, like a Unis... It's like an oval shape, kind of. It's very different. Uh, saying possibly to provide additional ventilation. Yeah, it looks like yeah, ventilation looks like more cool down because my fucking PS4 is like makes some noise. <clears throat> it says and the console all features five USB ports and several buttons at the front, plus two USB ports at the back. So that's fucking. Uh, is that like so, so seven altogether? So seven USB ports. Uh, so it remains unclear the final PlayStation Five design will look like the development kit, but as with any rumor, everything is up in the air until official confirmation. PlayStation Five, which is expected to launch in 2020, will be powered by AMD chips that will be able to support 3D audio, 8K graphics, and ray tracing. A leaked benchmark test on the PlayStation Five claimed that it will be four times more powerful than PlayStation Four. Uh, that's about the end of that. But yeah, definitely. If that looks like the actual design, it's definitely look checking out what that actually looks like because that looks pretty badass. All right. Uh, probably need to refresh because like I had this like Google News up for a minute.
This is from uh, Alternative Nation. It says, new Slipknot member identity confirmed by mother. What do you mean by mother? So this is a new member. This thing is something I need to know because I'm going to go see Slipknot on, uh, what's the 17th? Hold on, let me see. You want to see? I'm going to see Slipknot in Dallas in September. Let's see which, what day. Which also, uh, if you're currently listening to Slipknot, guys, if you could buy tickets, you can get their uh, We Are Not Your Kind album out if, uh, your email. It says check your email for digital download redemption if you buy their tickets. Which is pretty badass. So let me get their, uh, here we go, events. Uh, yeah, it's the 7th, September 7th. Oh, it's coming up. Closer than I thought. I was thinking like mid September for some reason. I know I'm going to see Dead Mouse in mid September. Oh, like a week apart. So that's not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Yeah, they're doing like three, like three days in Texas. We're in Austin. Because I would like to go to Austin. That'd be closer, but I have to work that day. I'd be on the, yeah, or, uh, yeah, the 6th, so I'm going on the 7th. And then they're taking, uh, Yeah, Sunday thing with Woodlands. That's like fucking Houston area, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> so Dallas is go-to for that. So, so they still got VIP tickets there. Which who knows how how nice that was gonna be. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I've never been to Slimdog concert, so I've heard they're pretty good for people that have told me they've been to it. Trying to see how long they've been touring. It looks like they're keep going into 2020, February. Yeah, it's like been a lot of bands in and out, but like for me, it's like everyone has their own opinions about bands, but as long as the main singer's in the band, it doesn't really bother me. Like Corey Taylor, because I've seen Corey Taylor before when he, in his other band, the uh, Stone Sour. I've seen that when they were closer to me in my area. So it'd be cool to see him in his uh, OG band, the Slipknot. Looks like they stopped doing the CFP after Texas. And they got one sold out in New Zealand. That's interesting. Let's see what their VIP is. Let's see what you get for VIP if you're interested in going to to the It's an all out life experience. So if you do a VIP for Slim Knot, you get one general mission pit ticket. You get an early uh I was trying to Let's see, right. You get an early venue access. You get a Susan pre show backstage tour led by one of the Slipknot crew members. You get a commemorative group photo with your all out life maggot family. Uh, you get a collective uh, Slipknot tour poster signed all by all nine members of Slipknot. That's cool. Uh, guaranteed access to an exclusive pre show experience uh, curated by Slipknot, including an immersive exhibit from throughout the band's history. Completed with instruments, memorabilia, wardrobe, and personal never-seen items. Uh, exclusive uh, viewing stations featuring behind-the-scenes footage. Audio playlist created by members of Slimknot. A copy of Slimknot exclusive tour program featuring a retrospective of the band's career, including a special collection of never-before-seen photos. Uh, Slipknot mystery merchandise item. Limited edition Slipknot's 
or Slipknot, <laughs> Slipknot, their embroidered patch, a Slipknot logo uh, cinch bag, a merchandise shopping opportunity for general doors, and, and a merchandise fast pass to use during the show. Official fan experience, eliminated, containing a unique item for the band's history. Dedicated venue entrance on-site experience host. Cool. I'm just curious how much that VIP actually be. Looks to me it's striking me to Live Nation. Um. Said new music included. Yeah, I went to like uh, Live Nation. Looks like the VIP is sold out. Like, you know, I'm going like the pit 205, 204, 203, 201. I'm trying to see the VIP thing, isn't it? I think it's like any ticket, even if like the, you go from the pit to the lawn, it's like each pair of tickets purchased online for Slipknot's 2019 tour comes with a digital copy of their new album. We are now your kind, due for release August 9th, which is already out now. It says further treasure will be emailed on your release day. It says US slash Canadian purchase only. Not valid for fans or fan really, uh, resell tickets to rock tickets. Well, I mean, what if, you know, they're going to New Zealand, for instance, like I said, and going out, out of the country, of uh, US and Canada. So I got my, uh, well, still my email. I haven't downloaded it yet. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I got I my ticket when it was back with, like, uh, the Live Nation did, like, their $20 uh, fan sale, whatever it was that week. Even though that sold out pretty fast, but I, I got, like, the $30 tickets in the lawn, but it came with, like, chairs. So I got chairs for that in the lawn section, so I'm down for that. Because right now they're, like, yeah, chair rentals. If you bought them now, they'd be, like, $40 plus fees, and then you get a lawn ticket, or chair rentals, like, $47, it's like, 50 bucks. And I never had the chairs. Like I'm never, I'm pretty sure I know the chairs are. They're pretty low to the ground, so I don't know, they're not even worth it if you get the regular tickets. But we'll see. It's like these are pretty. Oh, these are resale tickets. Wow. I'm looking like the before the pit is like six hundred dollars. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Alright, we'll get out of here. Uh wait to go. Let's see what's let's see what the new member is. Alright, this is from alternative nation.net. It's posted August twenty seventh today. Uh says so the new slowdown number identity is indeed Michael Pivoff. Says according to his mother on Instagram, who confirmed the news to a fan, Pivov's parents also follow the Tortilla Man and Tortilla Guy hashtags on Instagram. Uh, it says Chris fan's wife uploaded on Corey Taylor's and M. Shaw uh, Crawhan lives yesterday. Skull Collector posted on Reddit, he is for sure. I sent his mom a message on Instagram and she said thank you. Uh, <laughs> Burning Poop One wrote uh, the fact his parents are. Who are probably in their 60s are following the hashtags, hashtag Tortilla Guy, hashtag Slipknot New Guy, hashtag Slipknot New Member, hashtag Tortilla Man on Instagram. Along with other uh, Slipknot hashtags, enough evidence for me the chances that these old people 
listen to Slipknot and care so much about the new member is too much of a uh, a consonance. Good work. Uh, Scar Music said, I recently posted a video showing more proof that it's clearly him as he stage dives into clown's drums at the end of the song. I'll attach a link, but that's not the point. The point is, uh, you slash Mikey Ruse caught on something even I didn't catch in the comments. Uh, two months ago, a user on YouTube named Zombie Spongebob <laughs> uh, posted, Welcome to Slipknot. The video in question is from 2008, yet yeah, two months ago when Tortilla Man makes his debut. Uh, someone in the know just so happened to comment on that video. It's 100% paid off. Okay. The new Slipknot member collapsed at a show last week. Corey Taylor told Eddie Trunk on SiriusXM last week new details about his new solo album expected to release in 2021. Damn, that's fucking far away. Uh, the thing that I've always loved is when I go out and do those solo cover shows, basically is that people are always surprised by the songs that I pull out of my ass to play. They continue, and that's what this album will be, basically me writing all the styles that maybe I haven't gotten to do with Slumknot and Stone Sour, and it's just for going, going for it. Uh, just rolling the dice and being like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and just what fucking happens. Uh, the new slow member broke his silence in a video interview. Well, cool. We'll see what happens with Tortilla, man. <laughs> Alright. Uh, looks like there's some uh, marijuana news. It's uh, by Market Realist from yesterday. It says, marijuana legalization is the White House warming up. This article. Alright. I think this will be the last one, and then we'll get into um, Bat. Or, uh, I'll think about Mint TV, and then we'll talk about Batfest, since I actually went to that. Let's see. This is, this is mainly in my fucking. Uh, for, for, for my section on Google News. It's always like gaming and marijuana, and like some entertainment news. <laughs> Says marijuana legalization is a major issue in the cannabis industry. Marijuana is still a Schedule One drug under the Controlled Substance Substance Act in the U.S. It's illegal and at the federal level. However, now White House officials may be warming up to legalization. Is the White House warming up to marijuana? A Marijuana Moment article on Friday said two federal drug officials expressed their views about legalization. Apparently, Jim Correll told Fox 59 reporter Kayla Sullivan. That he believes legalization is a state's rights issue. That's what they always go to. Uh, Correll is President Donald Trump's principal advisor on drug control issues. Initially, he wishes to see targeted educational campaigns about cannabis use. Another member of the Office of National Drug Control Policies also told Central Illinois Proud.com that she wishes to have more research done on cannabis use before legalization could be reached at the federal level. She said marijuana is an ongoing challenge that is being addressed in many of our states. This is a state decision, and we would like to see additional research done to that. These decisions being made at a state level are being made in a manner that is fully informed. Legalization under the Obama administration. It says, under the Obama administration, federal agencies introduced the Cole Memo, a policy that protected marijuana legal states from federal uh, security. Uh, it says, a favorite... Uh, Marijuana-related businesses, the memo mostly helped uh, federal prosecutors avoid taking action, especially in states where marijuana is illegal. 
uh, legalization on the Trump administration. It says, under the Trump administration, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions revoked the call memos. Sessions was a harsh critic of marijuana. The uh, cannabis sector in the U.S. was optimistic upon his resignation last year. The newly appointed U.S. Attorney General William Barr uh, said he would leave cannabis companies alone. A Forbes article last year said that the Attorney General's uh, logical first step will be to resonate the coal memo. Uh, the U.S. sentiment towards cannabis seemed to be improving. Currently, recognition marijuana is legal in 10 states and Washington, D.C., which, you know, it's... If it's legal, I already tells you fucking enough that it should already be legalized in the rest of the country. That makes no sense to me. Uh, additional 14 states, 14 states have decriminalized marijuana, and around 33 states now allow medical marijuana use. Uh, now, White House officials' comments prove they may have, or they may be warming up to marijuana, too. We've also seen. Presidential candidates standing up in support of legalization. Many Democrats, including uh, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Beto Oroki, uh, have expressed such views. Uh, does President Trump support marijuana legalization? It says, nevertheless, President Donald Trump has, hasn't directly discussed the matter. Trump is known to be very vocal about his views on Twitter. However, he's been uh, quiet up until now about the cannabis industry. A Grove Op article Discuss how word on the street is that Trump will soon push the topic to clinch his re-election. Uh, re- it says, read, President Trump is marijuana legislation a key weapon to know more. It says, can cannabis players benefit from full-scale legislation? Re- regulation and corporate governance are futile issues in the cannabis industry. We've seen how getting engulfed in regulation scandals affected company stock, price, and reputation. Canada Trust, which is at uh, CTST stock, fell in July after it violated Health Canada regulations. It tro- its troubles seem to never ending. The stock is down 21 to 21.2% in August. Uh, no stock, uh, Coral Leaf, which is C U R L F stock, has also suffered from regulation issues. It's down 17.8% so far in August. And Hexo, which is you know, X or H E X O. It's also engulfed in these rumors and is down 5.8% this month. Uh, it says, however, many cannabis companies have strong fundamentals and have shown tremendous potential this year. Investors' favorite marijuana, REIT, Invative Industrial Properties, IIPR, is up the most among its peers this year. The stock is up 123% year to date. It's reported strong second quarter results. Kronos Group, which is uh, CRON, also reported impressive second quarter results this month. As of August 23rd, Canopy Growth, which is CGC, uh, has fallen uh, 23.7% in the month. Air Royal Cannabis, ACB, which I've heard about, and Terroy, or Terray, uh, which is T-L-R-Y, and Conrose Group have fallen 9.7%, 30.6%, and 17.4%. Respectfully, in August, Innovative Industrial Properties and XEXO have fallen 3.9% and 5.8%, respectfully, while Afria, which is APHA, has risen 21.9%. Uh, the same read, which are the best cannabis stocks in August for more industry updates. Stay tuned to learn more about uh, cannabis view on marijuana. 
Yeah, I'm into that shit, man. I've I've invested a couple of marijuana stocks and made pretty decent money with that. Kind of in and out of stocks. Uh, it says on August 23rd, the markets uh, tumbled after the trade war escalated and the S&P 500 index was a spy, which I also trade that. Uh, closed 2.6% lower for the day before President Trump announced regulatory uh, charges on China via a series of tweets on Friday. Fed Chair Jerome Powell identified trade policy uncertainty as a new challenge in the Fed's policymaker process. Speaking at the uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming symbolism. Uh, Powell said that the Fed has experience in addressing typical uh, macroeconomic developments. However, Powell added that fitting trade policy uncertainty into this uh, framework is a new challenge. Powell added setting trade policies the business of Congress and the administration not the not that of the Fed. What makes the Fed task even more difficult is that there are no recent uh, Protestants to guide that Fed's response to the current situation. Uh, says uh, Trump. Trump uh, criticized Powell. President Trump has been vocal in his criticism on Powell's stance on monetary policy. Trump has repeatedly opened that Powell isn't doing enough to support U.S. growth. On Friday, Trump went to the extent of calling Powell as a bigger enemy than China. He told him, only question is, who is our biggest enemy, Jay Powell or Chairman XI? What's a question mark? Uh, attacking Powell in an earlier tweet, Trump said, as usual, the Fed did nothing. Exclamation mark. It is incredibly that they can speak without knowing or asking what I'm doing, which will be announced shortly. We have a very strong dollar and a very weak Fed. I will work brilliantly with both, and the U.S. will do great. And the same trade policy and its impact, the Federal Reserve said it's Monetary policy, including interest rates based on its outlook on the state of the economy. In turn, this includes monetary and key metrics that show the state of the economy, namely employment and inflation rates. Powell noted during his remarks in principle, anything that affects the outlook for employment and inflation could also affect the inappropriate uh, stance of monetary policy. Trade policy uncertainty has a direct impact on employment and inflation outlook. The global growth outlook is a key element in the Fed's policy decisions. Economic growth in many countries has uh, declared or declared <clears throat> in 2019. Although the country's economic growth has remained robust so far, speaking about the Fed's limitations, Powell said that the Fed cannot provide a rule book for international trade. Then says uh, markets up today. So far, the U.S. market has responded to Trump's uh, stand on China. His positive tone. On trade talks with China contributed to a nearly 1% rise in the S&P 500 index spy in early this morning trade today. It looks like this is like the final section of the article. Or maybe I keep... Uh, looks like... Okay. Yeah, this is from... Yes, as the U.S. spy stock index futures rose on Monday, President Trump's significant optimism about the trade deal with China, uh, according to Bloomberg, it says U.S. stock markets to open higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average future rose by more than 220 points as of 
9.16 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100 futures also gained. The increase uh, signaled a positive market opening. On Monday for both indexes, the Stock Europe 600 index rose after President Trump's comments about the uh, possibility of trade deal with China. The President Trump stated at the GC meetings in France that China asked to renew the trade talks on August 25th. According to Bloomberg, President Trump said that China has called our trade people and said, let's get back to the table. Trump had a meeting with German uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel. On Monday, he stated that we're having very meaningful talks, much more meaningful than I would say at any time, frankly. Trump also said that we're in strong positive now to, to a deal, a fair deal for everybody. U.S. stock rose due to optimism about the trade deal. Apple, which is highly sensitive to trade war issues, rose 1.6% in pre-market trading on Monday. Caterpillar, which is CAT, which fell 3.3% on August 23rd, has risen 1.2% in pre-market trading. Uh, similar conductor stocks, which also have a huge revenue exposure in China, have risen in pre-market trading. Micro, which is MU, Advanced Micro Devices, AMD, Nevada, MVDA, which I've traded, uh, Brocom, AVGO, and uh, Qualcomm, which is Q, uh, QCOM, gained 1. 1. 1.6%, 2.64%, 1.55%, 1.51%, and 1.97%. Respectively, and pre-market trading. Uh, trades or trade talks restarted after a massive sell-off. Uh, the talks restarted after China's top trade negotiator, uh, Vice Premier Liu Qi. Publicity called to de-escalate the tensions on Monday. Liu said that he's against the trade war. The issues aren't favorable of the of the U.S. or Chinese economy. Noble, the trade war escalated on August 23rd after China imposed new. Tariffs on U.S. goods worth $75 billion. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by around 623 points of 2.37%. On August 23rd, due to China's tariffs, the S&P 500 and Compensate uh, fell 2.59% and 3.00% respectively. In regulation, President Trump announced that he would rise the current tariffs from 25 to 30%. On imported Chinese goods worth $240 billion starting in October. He also raised the planned tariffs of an additional 10% to 15% on $300 billion Chinese goods. Uh, the 15% tariffs will be imposed in September instead of December. Uh, President Trump ordered that U.S. firms stop any trade with Beijing. He wants companies to start looking for an alternative to China. On August 25th, President Tr Trump said that he uh, could declare a national emergency. Uh, threats increase in, uh, investors feared about a global economic recession. President Trump's comments seem to have raised hopes of a rising pressure. A truce could benefit the U.S. and China. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to just, gonna, uh, just last point here about the uh, stock performance. And then we're going to move on to the NTV uh, VMA's Wikipedia. Uh, Boeing Boeing stock has fallen significantly since March 10th, following two daily max accidents within five months of one another. The stock has uh, lost nearly 16% of its market value since the Ethiopian Airlines tragedy. However, it gained solid momentum last week due to growing optimism that max planes could fly once again in October. Last week, its stock jumped 6.7%. Nonetheless, the stock uh, your YTD return of 10.4% as of August 23rd 
remains simply lower than its level of 31% on March 8th. Stock has also underformed the major U.S. indexes as well as the iShares U.S. Aerospace and Defenses ETF, which is ITA. The Nasdaq and S&P 500 indexes are up 16.8% and 13.6% respectively. Uh, Y2D ITA has returned 24.6% in the year so far. The ETF has expo- uh, exposure to company companies engaged in the assembly, manufacturing, and distribution of aerospace and defending equipment. All right. Well, it seems like the stock stock exchange is getting pretty fairly on there. All right. <laughs> I need some trick for that. All right, yeah, let's get into the NTV. All right, <clears throat> the 2019 NTV Video Music Awards. Uh, NTV, this is right off of Wikipedia now. The 2019 NTV Video Music Awards was held on August 26, 2019 at the Prudential Central in New Newark, uh, being the first VMA ceremony to be held in New Jersey. That's what I thought, because I, I thought it was usually like in like LA or something. Um, it says the host of the 36th annual ceremony Aaron Grande, Taylor Swift, and Billy Ellis were the most awarded with three each Missy Ellis became the first female rapper to win Michael Jackson's I, I knew she won it or when I looked on the YouTube I know she was the first rapper female rapper first female rapper to win Michael Jackson's video Vanguard Award the show was broadcasted on variety of uh, via com own networks as well as their respective websites and apps through TV everywhere authentication. Alright. Uh, <clears throat> this is for people that, you know, miss an interview more like me, so I'll just read down the list. Get on my drink here, get my whistle wet. It says a list of musical performances. Uh, artist Ava Max. She did uh, Torn and Sweep a Psycho. Uh, Cinco. Was this? It's not how you really pronounce this. C N C O. Was it uh, De Niro? Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, which did Hawkeye Summer and Cash Shit. <laughs> okay, never heard of that. Uh, then it goes to the main show. Started kick off the show with Taylor Swift. Which I talked about earlier that I watched the uh, YouTube performances. Get on my screen here. Uh, I did uh, You Need to Calm Down and Love Her. Then uh, did Sean Mendez, If I Can't Have You. And Lizzo did Truth Hurts, Good as Hell. Uh, then it went with uh, Jonas Brothers from Asbury Park. Wasn't really at the main stage. Did Sucker, Only Human. Uh, then Little Nas X performed uh, Penny. Then Mizzy Ellett did like a melody, which was Throw It Back, The Rain, Super Duper Fly, Hot Boys, Get Your Freak On, Work It, Pass That Dutch, Loose Control, it says Contains, Exhibits from Cool Off. Then uh, Sean Mendez and Camelia Cabello came back with Sonority, or Senorita, I mean, sorry. Then uh, Molly Cyrus did uh, Slide Away, which then uh, Rosalina and Ozuno did uh, three songs, which I'm sorry, I don't know any of these people, this people, all these songs. Uh, this is a Nagra Haubre, Yo XT to Amin, Auto Culture. 
butchering the hell out of that. Uh, then it was her. Did a uh, Auntie. The song Auntie. Then it was uh, Normani. Did the song Motivation. Then it was Bink, Sheen, and ASAP Fur doing Berserk. Then it was J Balvin and Bad Bunny doing K Pretenders. Or Prendies, whatever. Then the final with a uh, melody from uh, Queen Lativa, Naughty by Nature, Renman, Fetty Wap, and Melissa of Gene. Which they did. The melody was like six songs. It was OPP, Trap Queen, Gone Till November, No Woman, No Cry. And you. They knew. Okay, that's cool. And Unity and Hip Hop Hooray. Alright. Uh, then it says presenters. It says a variety of presenters appeared at the pre show and main ceremonies. Uh, for the pre show, it was Haley Corico, presented Push Artist of the Year. Uh, Terrence J and Nessa, pre show host, and Zero Larson, pre show special correspondent, presented Best K pop. Uh, main show, Rick Ross and Pippa, presented Best Hip Hop. Haley Steinfeld announced the two top two nominees for Best New Artist and presented the award later in the night. Baby, Baby Rexa introduced Shawn Mendes. Allison Bree and Fresh Montana presented Best Latin. Mega Thee St uh, Stallion introduced Lezo. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus introduced Little Nas X. Jonathan Van Ness presented Video for Good. Kyrie B presented the Video Vanguard Award. Lindsey Vaughn and P.K. Saban introduced Sean Mendes and Carly Cabello. Queen Latifah and John Travolta uh, presented Video of the Year. Lizzo introduced Molly Cyrus. Kiki Palmer presented Song of the Year. Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid introduced Rosilla and Zana. Lady, or yeah, Lini uh, Carvitas introduced her and Normana. Drea D. Matito, Vincent Pastor, and Jamie Lee Siegler presented Best Pop. DJ Kali introduced Big Sean and Asa Ferg. Alex Morgan, Ali Craiger, and Aslan Harris presented Best Collaboration. Uh, Victor Cruz and Adrian Lama introduced Jay Bobbin and Bad Bunny. And Ice T introduced Red Man. Do it all, Fetty Wap, Lucian Jean, Ronnie by Nature, and Queen Latifah. Then we have section winners and nominees. The nominees for most categories were revealed on July 23rd, 2019. Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift had the most nominees with 12, followed by Billy Ellis with 9. Little Nas X received 8, while two new categories were included Best K pop, Video for Good, Producing Video with a Message. On August 19th, three more categories were announced. Best Group, Best Power Anthem, and Best Song of Summer. Uh, the new categories increased the nominations for Grande and Swift to 12 each. Uh, Ellis to 10, and Lil Nas to 9. Winners were announced on August 26, 2019 on the Video Music Awards broadcast. Uh, this is Video of the Year. Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down. 21 set. Uh, this is like the nominees, and then Taylor Swift won. Uh, 21 Savage featuring J. Cole a lot. Billy Ellis, Bad Guy. Aaron Grande, Thank You Next. Jonas Brothers, Sucker. Lil Nas X featuring Billy Cyrus, Old Town Road. Uh, artists of the Year was uh, Cardi B, Billy Ellis, uh, Halsey, Jonas Brothers, Shawn Mendes, and Aaron Grande won that award. Song of the Year. The nominees were 
uh, Drake, In My Feelings, Ana Grande, Thank You, Next, Jonas Brothers, Sucker, uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, uh, Shallow, Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down, The Winner Was Little, uh, Little Nas X, Richard Miller, Sour, so a Town Road Remix, which I can see that by popularity, but like, I fucking like Shallow a lot. Best Group nominees, Five Seconds of Summer, Battery Boys, Blackpink, Cinco, Jonas Brothers, Pretty Much, Why Don't We, The Winners Were BTS, Best New Artists, the nominees were Her, Little Nas X, Lizzo, Ava Max, Rosalila, the winner was Billy Eilish. Best Collaboration, uh, nominees were BTS, featuring Halsey, uh, Boy With Love, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, Shallow, Little Nas X, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, and Otto Rome Remix, Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber, I Don't Care, Taylor Swift, featuring Brandon Uriah, Panadisco, Me, uh, the winner was Shawn Mendes, and Camila Cabello, Senorita. Push North of the Year. Uh, nominees were uh, Bezzy, Cinco, Hart, Levo, Lizzo. The winner was Billy Eilish. Uh, best Pop. Uh, nominees were Five Seconds Summer, East Year. Carly B and Bruno Mars, Please Me. Billy Eilish, Bad Guy, Aaron Grande, Thank You Next. Kali Talk, Taylor Swift. You need to calm down. Winner was Jonas Brothers, Sucker. Best Hip Hop The nominees were Two Chains Featuring Ariana Grande Rule the Word <laughs> Rule the Word <laughs> Rule the World I didn't even hear that song I didn't hear that uh, 21 Savage Featuring J. Cole a lot DJ Khaled Featuring Nipsey Hussle And John Legend Higher uh, Little Nas X Featuring Peter S. Cyrus And Toronto Ne Or Old Remix Travis Scott Featuring Drake Sicko Mode The winner was Cory B. Money Best R&B The nominees were Charles Gambino Feel the Summer uh, her featuring Bros Taylor could have been Alicia Keys Raise a Man Ela Man Trip Anderson Pack featuring Smokey Robinson Make It Better uh, the winner was Noran featuring Six Black Waves Best K-Pop nominees were Black Paint Kill This Love XO Tempo Monster X featuring French Montana Who Do You Love NCT 127 Regular TXT Cat and Dog uh, the winner was BTS featuring Halsey Boy of Love Best Latin, Rosalie, uh, Annual AA and Carl G with the song uh, Sincrito. Bad Bunny featuring Drake with the song Mia. Benny Blanco, Tina Cena Glomez, and Jay Balvin with the song Can't Get Enough. Daddy Yankee featuring Snow with the song Can Clama. Maloma with the song Mela Mia. Uh, the, the winner was uh, Rosalina and Jay Balvin featuring El Yuko with the song Calutra. Best Dance. The nominees were Clean Banton featuring Demi Lovato with the song Solo. DJ Snake featuring Selena Gomez. Urza and Kari B was it Taki Taki. Uh, David Guetta. The BB Rissa and Jay Valamo with the song Say My Name. Marshmallow and Bista with Happier. And Silk City and Diva Lupo with the song Electricity. And the winner was The Chainsmokers and BB Rissa. Call Your Name. So good for them. They beat out a lot of top contenders. Especially Marshmallow with the top YouTubers descriptions. Best Rock nominees was the nineteen seventy five Love It If We Make It, Fall Out Boy Bishop Nitric, which I didn't know Fall Out Boy even came up to the song. Imagine Dragons Natural, Lenny Credit for the song Low Twenty One Pilots, My Blood, which I didn't know they did that either. Someone the concert they didn't even sing My Blood. But the winner was Panic Disco High Hopes, which I 
you know, it's even a rock song, but okay. Video for Good, the nominees was Jamie in Commons and Skylar Gray featuring uh, Glenn song Runaway Train, Halsey with his song Nightmare, The Killers with the song Land of the Free, John Legend with the song Preach, Lil Dicky featuring the song Earth, uh, and then the winner was Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down. Best Direction, the nominees was Billy Ellish, Bag Bad Guy with director Dave Myris. F.K. Twig with the song Cellophane, director Andrew Thomas Yang. Ariana Grande with the song Thank You Next, director Hanging Lawless Davis. LSD with the song New, No New Friends, director Daniel Kearney. And Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down, director Taylor Swift and Drew Carson. Oh, she directed the song. Okay. Uh, the winner of the song was Little Nas X, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Otoro Murex, director Colin Manic. Best Visual Effects nominees were DJ Cowley featuring SZA, Just Us, Visual Effects, uh, Glorf FX, Sentry, Monster FedEx, and Natello Komaskai. I'm sorry, these people names I cannot pronounce for the life of me. I apologize in advance. Uh, Billy Ellis, When the Party's Over, Visual Effects, Brian Fagel, Central Fakai Productions, Ryan Ross, and Andrew Jeremillo. FKA Twigs, Cellophane, uh, Visual Effects Analog, Annual Grande with the song Guys Woman, Visual Effects, Fabris, Levity at Mathematic, and LSD uh, song no, with the song No New Friends, Visual Effects, Ethan Chanter. Uh, the winner was Taylor Swift featuring Brandon Uri, Panda Disco, Me, Estimation Mark, uh, Visual Effects, Loris. Peller and Lucas Salton for BUF VFX. Uh, best editing. Uh, the nominees were Ariana Grande, Seven Rings, editor Hannah Lucas Davis, and Taylor Wash. Lil Nas X, featuring Bailey Sour, so Toro Remix. Editor Climatic. Anderson Pack, featuring Kalindra Mar, Tense. Editor Vinnie Hops, Soundleg. Armandy, editors Soundleg, Nolaris, Vinnie Hops, and Jonathan Pratter. Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. Editor Jared Attell. Uh, the winner was Billy Ellis. Bad guy editor Billy Ellis. Oh, she had the song. Cool. She edited her own music video? Huh. Uh, best art direction nominees was BTS featuring Halsey, Boy with Love. Art directors Jin Sil Park and Bunna Kim. Little Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. O Tyrone remix. Art director Christian uh, for Pretty Bird. Uh, Sean Mendez and Camille Cabello, Senorita, art director Tenienta Van Santo, Taylor Swift, song You Need to Calm Down, art director Brittany Porter, Kanye West, a little pump featuring Adele Gibbons, I love it, art director Tino's Scavenger, uh, the winner was Andrew Grande, Seven Rings, art director John Rebux. Best choreography, choreographic, pretty much. Uh, the nominees was BTS featuring Halsey Boy with Love, Choreographic Son, Sonduk, and Quick Crew, FK Twigs, Celephon, Choreographic Kelly Yvonne, LSD with the song No New Friends, Choreographic Ryan Perfecton, Sean Magnus, and, and Camille Caballo, Senorita, Choreographic Gur uh, Calvic Hodge, Solange with the song Emilida, Choreographicers Maya Taylor and Solange Noas. The winner was Rosazilla and Jay Volvin featuring El Chico with the song Con 
Con Otero, card graphicer, Charm Ladonna. We have uh, Best Simicrography. See, Best Simicrography. I'm gonna drink here. Nominees was Billy Ellis, Hostage, Director of Photography. Uh, Pew Pay Crush John. These people's names, man. Aya Grande, thank you, next. Director of Photography, Christopher Prost. Anderson Pack, featuring Kendrick Lamar. Tense, Director of Photography, Ellis Tailbot. Salons for the song. Amanda, Director of Photography, Chancellor Alvin, Brian Heron, Elephant, and Justin Hamilton. Taylor Swift, featuring. Brandon here on Pan of Disco, me Exclamation Mark, Director of Photography Star, Whitesides. The winner was Sean Mendes and colleague Gabriello Santarita, Director of Photography Scott Cummingham. Cummingham. Alright. Uh, best Power Anthem. Uh, nominees was Molly Cyrus, Mother's Daughter, DJ Cali, featuring Carter Bean, 21 Sandwich, Wish Wish. Ari Grande, Seven Rings, Halsey Nightmare, Lizzo featuring Mizzy Elliott, Tempo, Mario Morris with the song Girl, Taylor Swift with the song You Need to Calm Down. The winner, the winner was Megan Three, uh, The Stallion featuring Nimbus and T-Way Dollars on Hot Summer Girl, or Hot Girl Summer. And we have Song of the Summer, which the nominees were Chainsmokers and B.B. Rexon, Call You Mine, Molly Cyrus, Mother's Daughter, T-Bay Suge, Billy Ellis, Bad Guy, Jonas Brothers, Sucker, Kelly Talk, Linoz X, featuring Billy Sowers, Town Road Remix, Lil Tecca, Ransom, Lizzo, Truth Hurts, Sean Madison, Kelly Cavillo, Senorita, Post Malone, featuring Young Thug, Goodbyes, uh, Rizzo Leon, featuring El Gigo, Con Ultra, Ed Sharon, and Jessica Bieber, I Don't Care, Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down, Young Thug, featuring J. Cole, Driver Scott, The London, and the winner was Aaron Grande, Social House, Boyfriend. And we had Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, which we said earlier was Missy Elliott. And finally, NTV Fashion Trailblazer Award goes to Mark Jacobs. All right. Yeah, I wish I was the show, but I wasn't be able to watch it live or anything. I wasn't on the show, but for the people that I watched on YouTube for the clips and NTV posted, it was pretty good. It looks like a pretty good performance. So. Definitely recommend watching what you can on ETV on YouTube. All right. Uh, before we close up the podcast, we'll talk about a little bit of the uh, 2019 Bat Fest. Uh, pretty much on Saturday, uh, I took Kelly out there. Would you know Kelly? If you've been a long time stats fanatic of the podcast, she's been on a couple of the podcasts. Uh, she's been pretty good, guys. So she's come up. This is the last time she's uh, got her own. She's, she's got her own apartment place in the Austin area. So basically, the plan was was gonna, uh, or I drove to her. I I went to this uh, Dagger Express here that's in my town. Uh, it's like a tank. <laughs> it's like a fist tank that you can. Buy. It's like a Dagger, like drive through Dagger place. I don't know if you're in your areas they have that, but basically, it's like uh like a margarita Mexican restaurant that has frozen daiquiris you can get. I went there before. Like this is the second time second time I've been there. I went there like a few uh, a couple weeks ago after work, and I picked it up. 
Uh, I got like a large cup. I think I don't remember what flavor. It was like a monster. Flavor. It was. They have some weird names to it. It was like uh, like monster and like legal cocaine flavor. It was pretty good. But uh, they have a flavor. It's like Suicide Slide, which is like all their daiquiri flavors. So that's what I got. And you put it in this tank flavor. It's like 64 ounces. And you just put it in this little fish tank. This plastic whatever. It has little logos on each side. So I drank the tank. And the other uh, side of the tank has a little logo of an actual tank. It's pretty cool. I, I kept the tank when I drank it. It's a good little uh, took a couple pictures of it. I don't know if I put it on Instagram or not yet, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, I, I got that. Uh, clean, clean my truck, or I got my oil changed. I had to get that Sunday because it fucking rained. We'll, we'll get into that. But basically, I just uh, get my oil changed, and then I was going to head up to Austin to pick up Kelly. Or not pick up Kelly, I just went up there to her apartment. Uh, she just got she got off work at uh, 5 at that time because... Uh, the Bad Fest, it started at 4 to midnight, but we didn't really care to, like, any performances until, like, 6 o'clock, like, 6.15, which, like, Tantric was going to come out, which we fucking already missed Tantric three different times, because if y'all all time stats running on the podcast, you know, we, if you listen to the, uh, Mud Fest podcast that we talked, me and her were talked about, like, we missed Tantric, but, uh, we didn't see Tantric this time, because last, because the other time we said I Tantric was, at uh, the, uh, Magic Springs, con- uh, Magic Springs theme park slash concert they had there, which you can check out in other podcasts we did. Or I'll remember she was on it, I think I was just on it. But the, it was Mudfest there again, and we tried to go there, but that's when it fucking rained out, and we missed Tantric that time again. <laughs> so we missed them twice. But, uh, anyway, and I was trying to go, to, I was trying to get to, it was about 3 o'clock this time, or 3 or 4 o'clock this time. After I got my oil changed and all that, because it was going to be an hour to drive to her. Cause I was going to like meet her after at her workplace, and then go to her apartment, and then I was going to ride with her and take off. And then we were going to drink my little uh, daiquiri at the place, because we were going to drink and drive. So, I uh, meet her at the restaurant, because I was going to pick up something to eat. I was going to go to uh, Pie Pie's around there. Like the, Well, first I was going to go my town here and get something to eat when I was going to eat while driving up there. Because I was trying to get the new chicken sandwiches that they serve, but uh, they were sold out, the one here in my area. I was like, all right, I'll just drive up there where she's at and try to get a chicken sandwich and then uh, fucking go. So I drive up there, I go to the town that she lives in, and they're fucking sold out the chicken sandwich there too. I'm like, God damn. That tells you, man, like fucking Pie Pie's, like, they haven't been popping, but as soon as they come up with a new sandwich, they're like sold out. And this is a regular chicken sandwich that I've heard. But uh, I tell her, I was like, well, I can't get this something to eat, so I'm just going to get something from Sonic and just get a just meet you there meet you, meet you up so uh, I got some from Sonic I met her at her workplace uh, I just, just followed her to her apartment went to her apartment she got a shower you know wherever we get ready uh, we take her car we go to the uh, the Bad Fest place which is at the Congress Bridge uh, we parked somewhere for free which I want to know I wish I would have known that last year because last year I didn't park at this spot which I don't remember the show me on the website because where I parked it cost me like fucking ten dollars the park, but when we parked this time, it was free, so that worked out. But we got there, uh, we got there in time. Just as soon as we got to the end, of the, and we, and we're you know we're checking in because I paid, for, I got the tickets on my phone. She was gonna scan in, and this woman's so nice, like she was gonna actually pay for her tickets. She's like, oh, I got these people, and I'm like, I'll just pull my phone out, I'm gonna scan. She's like, oh, you already got your tickets. I was like, yeah. So we actually would have gotten for free, but I mean, it wouldn't really matter at this point since I already had these, I already paid for the tickets, so. That would have been nice if I just showed up and uh, would have got free free entry. 
I don't know what the the woman's reason for like having free tickets, but oh well. But anyway, we got in. Uh, basically, they had two stages there. Like uh, I'm on the website right now. Like the people that are there, it was a uh, Hannah Brackett, DJ Shane, Kevin Smith, Paul Val, Slim Thug, Evolas, uh, Sava, and Tadric, Ying Yang Twins, Flatland, Kavi, Mike Ryan, Patrick Pablo, White. Or Ray Wiley Hubbard. That's all the people that are there. But we got um yeah, I shared the people before then. Uh, we just can't see mainly we just can't I would want to see like Tandrick, uh Slim Thug and Everlast. Even though I've already seen Slim Thug. But when we got to the there's like three two there's like two stages, like the main stage and the North Tower stage. So to see Tandrick we had to go all the way to the end of the uh bridge to see him. But we got there, you know, it's, they started, so we've seen their whole set, so that was pretty cool. We finally got to see Chandra, we had the three different damn attempts, so... Basically, it took three different times to see, like, the whole Mudfest set list. Because now, because I've noticed, like, watching their uh, other tours, like, Saving Able is not even on their uh, whole tour. So it was kind of nice to finally see, like, all of their tour now. Because uh, we went back and forth with the car a few times, because, like, we were going to go... Because the bridge, there's like under the bridge, the Congress Bridge, the Bat Bridge, you can take a kayak under it. So, like Lady, Lady Borg Lake, whatever. Because we plan on, like, okay, since uh, we don't have to see anybody into. Like, I didn't care. Like, at this point, since I already seen Slim Thug, we were just talking about, well, we don't have to really see him. We could just take the kayak and just go on the bridge to watch the, the bats. Because uh, after uh, Tender came out, it was at like 6.15. Uh, when I looked on the website, the bats came out from like seven o'clock to eight forty-five, and then when I video the the bats last year, they came out at like eight ten. So I'm like, okay, well we can get a kayak and just try to see it under the bridge this time this year. So, but it was also kind of raining off and on because it was kind of raining as we get getting there, and also when I left my apartment to the oil change. But then I was looking on the Austin weather app. It said like ten percent chance of rain, so like maybe it won't rain here in Austin. But as soon as we go to the fucking kayak place, it fucking storms down, raining anyway. And I tried to call them beforehand, but they wouldn't answer. This is about... And they said they closed at 8, but I called, like, 7-something. By the time we get there, they're like, oh, we're closed down anyway. And it was already pouring down raining, so... It was kind of... Kind of a good thing we didn't go anyway, because it was just pouring down rain. So... And we were kind of drinking, so... But yes, not to do it anyway. So we just went back to the parking lot part. Uh, we just waited back at the bridge to see if the bats come out. It was already getting dark. It was already past 8, 10 anyway from last year, and, like... I see no damn bats. It was like way darker than last year because of the fucking rain. So the rain didn't help at all. Apparently, well, I looked in like uh, earlier, like looks like the bats came out, but I don't know what fucking time because from last year they didn't come up the same time that it looked. And people were waiting there looking, and there was not nearly as fucking people on the water as last year. I guess because of the fucking rain. Like last year, like I mean, it was still a good performances and everything, but last year was better just by scenery. Like it was weather was way better last year than this year. Because like last year there was way more boats and like cruise boats out there, like just way more better uh, scenery, fun time, more people out there than compared to this year, which is kind of disappointing. But oh well, if if I didn't go last year to see the bat, I'd probably been more disappointed this year than last year. But since I've already seen the bats, it wasn't too bad of experience. Yeah, we wait. We we heard uh, saliva fucking play in the background as we're waiting for the bats. So we didn't have to see their set list. So, but I wish what it did because until what I know now, 
Apparently, Slim Thug was already playing that time between, I think, before them. I think Slim Thug came out while we were going to the kayak place because I looked on their set list, and he wasn't supposed to come out till like, 9 o'clock. But apparently, when I looked on Instagram, he already came out before Survivor, so that's kind of pissed me off. But oh, well. But after Survivor, we just uh, went to that main concert and just wait for Everlast. Yeah, we, we saw a couple of performances of the Yang Twins, and Pesto guy came out. I think I said his name wrong. Uh, yeah, Pesty Pablo. We see him, see him and Yang Yang twins. And then uh, after Yang Yang twins, we went back to the car. Cause my knees were already killing me, man. Cause I've been running those, my running on my treadmill. My knees still kill me, man. I mean, uh, earlier today I put on those uh, electrotherapy things that I got. It's a little electro shocker things that I got. I got it from Walmart. Helped my knees up a lot. Like my knees were killing me, so we just waited until after uh, Yin Yang Twins. Uh, we had like a thirty minute break until I knew because they because uh, everyone else was to come out to eleven fifteen, so we had like thirty minutes. So we went to the car, went like thirty minutes, came out, and that's where everyone else came out. And before we got back, this lady was telling us in a golf cart like, "Oh, the show is over." I'm like, "Well, we're gonna check anyway because you know we fucking paid to be here." And sure enough, the show was still going. So I'm like, "I don't know what that bitch was talking about." <laughs> But we saw Everlast, you know, it stopped, stopped raining pretty much when we got back from that kayak place anyway, so it was all good, luckily, because I didn't want to, because like the whole time, you know, the concert, we really didn't like sit in the rain or anything, so that was, that was a plus, but definitely less people than last year and better scenery, but I always want to see Everlast, so that was a plus, and we've seen Tantric making up for three different times to see them, <laughs> or two different times, I guess, it took three times to see them, so, but Everlast is a good set anyway, it could have been longer, but, you know, it was all right. But then we uh, pretty much went to Walmart, get some more to drink, go back to her place, stay. She had to go work that morning and stay there for a few hours. Then she had to go off work and I went home. And uh, that was pretty much it. Pretty much a lot of stuff for the Bat Fest. Uh, let's, I'll let's see what next year is. Hopefully they have a better set list and weather permitting. So, But I, I've uploaded uh, Tadrix and uh, Everlast's uh, set list a little bit on my YouTube page. You can check that out. So. Alright guys, this is going to conclude uh, episode 50 of Topics on the Pod. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, if you're new new listeners, like I said, please give us a subscribe. It really helps the podcast greatly. Uh, be sure to check out my plugins down in the description down below of the uh, episode you're listening to. And until next time, this gentleman, this is DJ Stash signing off saying peace. Play me outro. Down the years, it's been a ride. And now I'm sorry I'm all it's not in tonight And on and on as we go we seem to fight But baby that's just the way we love And only in the dark do we see our sunlight Home is where we were, home is where we want to be And yes we don't have time to say goodbye And this ain't the last time now this time before we go Raise your hands, raise your toes Time is something special Just like love before it starts to snow It's crazy how the years have gone Memories are the drug we're on But darling, just remember That there's never a goodbye There's There's never a goodbye
Calling back to a different time Maybe I need to hear your voice to make me smile No, 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 it's not said and done Baby, you can fly with me and we'd be worried And it's only time before we miss the fire You and I reach the total higher Whoa, our hands up in the sky Just see now years pass by Ten years Show me where you've gone when you come back home